0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome to episode number six of AINC's Volunteer Spotlight. I'm your host, Evan Starnes, and I'm really, really excited to bring you today's episode. Um, First of all, it does kind of blow my mind that we've been doing this show for about half a year now. Um, We started in January with Emily, and we have since then captured quite a few interesting stories and honestly quite a bit of inspiration from quite a few different volunteers some of them are completely brand new and some of them have been with us for over 20 years so you know it's been a pretty it's been a pretty mixed bag of volunteers but i've been really really happy that the show has taken off the way it has and that you guys have continued to tune in and listen and enjoy the show and i hope that you guys have always gotten a little something out of each and every episode and in 6 more months the show's going to be a year old so just got to throw that out there because it's it's pretty important to me. Um, that being said, as far as what's coming down the pipe with AINC, I do want to get everybody pumped up and excited because we are going to have our Bringing Print to Life Audio Trekkers Hike. And the cool part about this hike is it's just gonna be a nice one day thing. It's not gonna be both times we did it, you know, the past two years we partnered with No Barriers, but we're doing it ourselves this year, and it's gonna be it's gonna be in Boulder and we're going to be hiking up to the Royal Arch. And we'll get to meet here at AINC and have some breakfast and some words of inspiration, and then eventually, you know, we'll all as a group hike up to the Royal Arch. And, you know, it's I'm I'm really looking forward to it and Everybody stay tuned for more updates on the hike. Now, I would like to f- introduce a volunteer that has been with us for quite a few years now. In fact, she's been a volunteer since 2007, which right before our name change, right like right when right when we we're at the end of being the Radio Reading Service of the Rockies, like as we we're transitioning to the Audio Information Network of Colorado, and now we're going to have another name change too this year. Um but she's been a reader of a show called The Broomfield Enterprise, which is a little half-hour show every Friday, and it covers kind of just the happenings in Broomfield County and just things to, you know, be aware of, and cute little stories. I've actually really enjoyed listening to this show for since I've been a staff member here. Without further ado, here is Elaine, the reader of The Broomfield Enterprise. How's it going, Elaine?
1: Well, thank you, Evan, for that introduction, and I'm doing well. Happy to be here in this beautiful new studio.
0: Absolutely. Um, Yeah, so you've been a volunteer with us since 2007.
1: That's right, coming up on 16 years. I remember back when we had newspapers, I looked and uh, saw volunteers needed. And I saw, hmm, here's a chance to read for the blind. So I came in and auditioned and... I was thrilled when they said, oh, you pass the audition. You get to read the D- Broomfield Enterprise once a week. So that's awesome. it's been a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Right on. And so that's kind of how you heard about us is the newspaper um, generally.
1: Right, right. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's interesting because we've gone from, you know, hearing about that, you know, via word of like, there's still people still hear about us through word of mouth. But, you know, now we have things like volunteer match and we actually have people that have auditioned from literally around the world. And you were an in-person reader and then eventually transitioned to a remote?
1: Yes, that's right. I do record from home now.
0: Right on. Well, I figured we'd start off with a few not super serious questions, but yet some fun ones just to kind of spice up the show and get you warmed up. So you think you're ready? I'm ready. All right. What, in your opinion, is your favorite hot beverage? Could be anything from tea, coffee, hot chocolate, Irish coffee.
1: Well, my mother was English, so I am a fan of Earl Grey tea. Hot, Ooh. Yes.
0: Tea, Earl Grey hot. I think we all know that reference. Well, Star Trek fans will. Do you put anything in it at all, or is it just black? Do you just drink
1: I love a bit of cream. Me too. hmm
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I, I had Earl Grey for the first time a couple of years ago, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I... I prefer coffee because it's more convenient. But if I can get a cup of tea, there's honestly—I'm sure you'll agree—there's nothing like sitting around with a cup of tea and a good, maybe a good book or something every once in a while and just relaxing.
1: Yes, on a day like this when we have light rain and a cup of tea and a good book.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. And today, as we were recording this, we did have some light rain, so perfect day for that. Next up, who in your life is would you say is the most inspirational person?
1: Well, it's a combination of people, and that would be my parents. They had such a great sense of humor. They loved adventure. They loved nature. And I just learned so much from them. They had such a positive attitude in life and really helped the, my brothers and sisters and I, you know, do whatever we wanted to do and always encouraged us in our, in our field. So I'm just, that's who's the most inspirational.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad. I mean, I... I... I've said this a couple episodes ago, parents really do shape who you are as a person. I definitely can say I would not be who I am without my mother and father to shape me. Um, And I'm still growing. And I think everybody should definitely always be growing in, you know, you, you never stop.
1: Right. And now I have children of my own and grandchildren and you never stop being a parent or grandparent, of course. You're still on duty.
0: Yeah. Even when your kids are are in their 40s or 50s, you're still their parent and all that.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: Uh, I got to get used to that for me because my mom's still, I'm like 21 and my mom's still like, you know, I think she misses me being a little kid. I feel like that's very common though. All right. And last question. And um. everybody be prepared. This is going to be the last time you hear this question because I'm trying to come up with a new one just based on the responses and stuff. And it's not really winter anymore, so this isn't that appropriate of a question. But I figured, you know, we could keep it going for one more time, one more episode. But Elaine, would you rather go skiing and or snowboarding?
1: I am a skier, even though I do design light-up snowboards.
0: That's cool. Um. Actually, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because um, I had no idea you did that. That's pretty cool.
1: Well, my kids all love snowboarding, and so I decided I'd do something a little bit different. So I started designing snowboards really just for them with some LED lights. And so sometimes they go snowboarding at night, and I go night skiing.
0: Wow. So you just build them in-house almost or something like
1: that? It is. It's really not that technical, but uh, just something kind of fun, really.
0: That's cool. See, and this is the cool part about the show: is you really do learn just some random stuff. I never, yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, we're gonna um, kind of dive into the volunteer side of things, like um, specifically to you as a reader. Now, um, first up here, so you already kind of answered my question in the beginning, um, but yeah, how? So you heard about AINC via the newspaper, and that's kind of how you originally, you know, got our info and um came in and auditioned for us. That's right. Oh, perfect. And then when you first got here, what was the audition process like? Because we the 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 thing about the auditions is when we first became an org you know, when we first started with volunteer readers, I don't think we had an audition. And then we eventually introduced that later on. And eventually it's turned into an automated process now where, you know, you you you've, you you sent fill out the volunteer application and then you immediately get the audition and you read it and it gets sent to us. Um, but what was that audition like for you?
1: Well, I remember coming in and after a short uh, verbal interview, Kat handed me something to read and put me in a studio. And to tell you the truth, I can't even remember quite what it was. Not too long, maybe five minutes worth of, of reading. And then she must have listened to it right then, because it seems like that very day she said, oh, you're on. So.
0: Ah, there was a verbal interview. Huh, that is, that's interesting. How'd you feel when you um, did the audition? I imagine like a lot of people, there was some nerves.
1: A little bit. Um, My youngest daughter is a professional voiceover artist. So I had a little bit of knowledge of enunciation, et cetera. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. So you still had, yeah, so you had some knowledge and, you know, some background info already before you, before you auditioned. Right. Right on. And then, yeah, so it sounds like right off the bat, you know, you were accepted and then immediately, you know, you were offered the Broomfield Enterprise, like, hey, you're going to read this. This is, this is the paper for you. You know, this is, and so that's been your paper since 2007.
1: That's right. Wow. Yeah. And several of my children live out that way now. They're grown, have their own places. So it's always fun to see what's happening in the Broomfield area.
0: Absolutely. Um, and what was it like the first time reading it? Because um, auditioning versus actually reading the um, reading a paper or a program, is it can be a little different and it can feel different. So was that any different?
1: Well, it was a little bit intimidating trying to learn how to work the computer monitor to bring the show up and make sure I got everything recorded. Where was the pause button if I needed to pause? um, You know, just making sure I knew how to work the technical side of things. And then, of course, over the years, there have been a few, you know, funny things that have happened during the course of reading the Broomfield Enterprise.
0: Yeah. So um I know you mentioned before recording, you had a little bit of a funny story for our listeners. So I think now, more than ever, is the perfect time to tell that story.
1: Well, I was reading the obituaries, and I had been reading the obituaries toward the end of my show on a weekly basis. And here was one about a gal named Betty. And as I read through she enjoyed gardening and of course spending time with her family and was in a quilting club and and then as i got toward the end of the obituary it said that in the last 5 years of her life and i think when she passed away she was about 82 but the last 5 years of her life she was working at or working for the FBI and i thought oh my goodness well i kept reading and as soon as i ended my show i went back And I thought, I just don't understand how Betty, later in life, you know, could have been with the FBI. Well, as I read back through, I realized it was not the FBI. It was BFI, which is the local trash hauling service in Broomfield. And so then I was faced with a dilemma of going back the next week and correcting my story, or, as it turns out, I just left it. And I thought, I wonder if any of her friends happened to be listening to that episode and thought, we never knew Betty was with the FBI. I thought, well, let's just let him wonder.
0: That's funny. And I feel like a lot of it, that's such an easy little mis BFI and FBI is such an easy little thing. Anybody. Uh, oh, and they're so like different from each other. I mean, we're talking about, you know, like a bureau versus a little trash collection company. This is right. like two completely different things. That's kind of, that's funny. Yes. Normally, I'd ask people um, or volunteers what what particular reading, if there was a particular reading that stood out to you, but I feel like that one kind of took the cake a little bit. Nevertheless, is there, out of all of the papers you've read, is there a particular article or edition of the Broomfield Enterprise that kind of stood out to you more than any other?
1: Well, actually, yes, Evan, there was an article, I was perusing it, and it was something that had happened at the Hobby Lobby, and as I'm reading this just to myself, before putting it on the air, something about somebody had been, you know, tied up, and I thought, this just doesn't sound right, and so that week, I just decided, I'm not even going to read this, this is just sort of a wild story, and I'm just going to move on, well, so I did, And sure enough, the next week, there was an article about how a woman had made up a total lie saying she'd been tied up at Hobby Lobby, et cetera, et cetera. So I was so grateful that I didn't burden my listeners with something that wasn't true.
0: Right. Well, that leads into another good question. So you have to, um, with AINC programming, for those who don't understand it, we have half hour shows and we have hour shows. And they're not exactly 30 minutes and 60 minutes. They're... 25 and 55 minutes so that we have some time um, at the end of each show to play some PSAs or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So you don't read, obviously, you don't read like the entire Broomfield Enterprise because I feel like if like reading the entire newspaper would take longer than a half hour.
1: Right. No, no. I try to pick the top main stories and then I always do like People and Plants. Kelly Rowski writes about people and plants. That's always interesting.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: And then Carrie Pettis always writes about a gives a book review every week and I like the entertainment to read, you know, what's happening in the Broomfield area. There's lots of entertainment, especially this time of year. So
0: Yeah, good time for entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because some shows you have, you know, very specific you know you read um these this these sections of a newspaper some some shows are actually very heavily curated we we have a couple of those shows where volunteers actually go out and do research and um put together a whole selection of articles and then they read those as part of their show it's it's kind of cool and unique and i'm really glad that we have such an opportunity but mm-hmm. i think now is the time to kind of open it up and If you have any questions for me or the Audio Information Network as a whole, now is the time for those questions.
1: Okay. Well, I'm always grateful for you, um, especially because inevitably recording from home, I had a little dog a while back and you think you've hit the pause button and you have to say, Vinny, be quiet. And then you realize, oh, that hit the recording. And so there have been goodness, probably a dozen times over the last nearly 16 years that I've had to call in and say, would you mind editing out the Vindy Be Quiet at about mile marker 15 minutes, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, love the new studios in here. Beautiful job there. And uh, I've just really enjoyed working with everyone, you know, from Kim on down. It's been, it's just been wonderful. So
0: I'm really glad to hear that. Do you have any final remarks or comments or maybe some maybe some cheesy words of inspiration for our listeners?
1: Well, um as I said I'm just really grateful for AIN. I have a nephew that's blind and Matt was so helpful at Christmas time putting him together a receiver and everything that he needed for um he lives on a kind of an isolated ranch up in Wyoming. Oh wow. And so you know, I'm just so happy to be a part of an organization that can really bring print to life for those that are impaired visually or, and, of course, the Spanish language aspect also, I had been on the board for six years. And the last three, I was board president and helped get the Spanish language going. And um it, like I said, it's just been such a um a pleasure to be a part of this organization, and i've I've loved it.
0: We're glad to have you. I didn't know you did the you facilitated part of the Spanish programming that's pretty cool
1: yeah in fact i was we i used to go water running and the gal next to me was uh, a water runner and as it turns out rosana we got to talking and i told her where i volunteered and and that we were looking for someone to head up the spanish language and so she came in and i think rosana was here maybe for i don't know at least five
0: years yeah she was and she's pretty well known around here yeah
1: yeah
0: that's pretty cool Well, thank you so much for your time and for being on the sixth episode of Volunteer Spotlight, Elaine. I really, uh, I do quite appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you so much, Evan. This has been a pleasure.
0: Indeed. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening to episode number six of the Volunteer Spotlight. It blows my mind that we're already, feels like it was only a few minutes. But yeah, anyway, please stay tuned for future episodes of the Volunteer Spotlight. And feel free to check out our other original podcasts, including Aftersight, Sight, Blind Sight, Navigating Life with Vision Loss, and of course, Blind Level Tech, which is a show that Jonathan, our podcast producer, and I produce every week. So check those shows out and check out all of our other original programming. We have loads of stuff from news to entertainment, all available on AINC. With that being said, thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Devin Starnes, and I will see you next month.